0: Three, two, one.
1: Hi, and welcome to Unaware by B
0: Physiology. We're not film critics, we're not philosophers, and we are not living with a disability. We do, however, have a very unique insight into the lives of the people that we work with. You're listening to Be Real, series one of the Unaware Podcast.
1: Hola, my name is AJ.
0: Mia. Harry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They'll understand why soon. Uh, we are B Physiology and welcome to Unaware, Owl, our official podcast series. Uh, this is series one, which is titled Be Real. And mm-hmm. Harry is going to be so dearly kind and explain to all of you why we've uh, called it Be Real.
0: Be Real 2Es, real as in a film reel, because we are analyzing particular characters, situations, and events from movies. And relaying them to our professional lives and see if they check out. So we're exercise physiologists. We work with a lot of people with disabilities. Uh, and we're looking into the representation of those disabilities in movies.
1: Yeah, well said. Well said. Uh, so, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not film critics. We are not philosophers. We don't know everything. But we do come at this with a unique perspective, having worked uh, yeah, with, with disability in in our fields. I mm-hmm. mean, um, Harry, you want to finish this
0: off? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are, uh, we're here to learn as much as, uh, you know, people listening. We're trying to grow as EPs to bring to our practice, but also to our everyday lives. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, we, we're going to say something that you might not agree with or... Um, it could be confronting or whatever, but I guess that's just part of the conversation. And uh, being part of that conversation is also encouraged. So you know, comment, drop a like, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's very much a virtual dialogue. Please reach out for you know comments, um, support as well. We as really greatly appreciate <laughs> it. <In cash. laughs> yeah. Uh, We should also uh, uh, put out a spoiler alert as well. Um, So we do cover a particular film uh, each episode. Uh, We'll get to which one we're covering in a moment. But yes, we will probably say some things that will go on to spoil the movie. So we'll try our best not to. We'll try not to spoil any uh, endings. But yeah, if we do, no angry letters. Um, Anyway, today we will be covering a movie called 100 Metres, which uh, we watched on Netflix, the official sponsor of... (laughs) <laughs> B <Bee> Physiology podcast. <laughs> and 100 Metres was, it is actually based on a true story. So, it's about a, a Spanish man. So, the film is in uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. A
0: Spaniard, I think they like being called. Spaniard. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> the Spaniard. Uh, the Spaniard man who has been diagnosed with MS. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, the title 100 Metres means something. So, uh, at some point in the film, he's... Uh, you know, essentially advised or or spoken to as if he's never going to walk more than 100 metres again Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he flips it on him uh, Mm -hmm. and endeavours to complete an Ironman. So, uh, we all know how incredible Ironmans are just off the title alone but to really get specific about it, 3.8 kilometres of swimming, uh, 180 kilometres of a uh, cycle and 42 kilometres of running. So, yeah, pretty pretty oh intense
0: um, could, physical journey. I could do one half of one of those, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, the swimming right at the top is just like... It's impossible yeah, to Yeah, me. No. Uh, I, uh, yeah, know. I'm a sinker. I sink. <laughs> I'm going down. 800 metres in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kicking things off, the movie starts with him realising there's something maybe something a little bit wrong so i think it is tingling sensation in his fingers is the first uh type of thing he feels
1: yeah he's unable to tie his shoes
0: that's what it is tying up his shoes before going into uh his father-in-law's house who is going through some a traumatic time himself he's starting to lose his fine motor control and that's the first instance
1: Yeah, before we sort of jump in any further, because something that we do sort of bring up with every other episode that we've done is the representation of the disability itself and whether or not the actor playing uh, the character has this particular disability. Um, So Danny Rivera plays Ramon, who is the, the main character of this film. He doesn't have MS, and I actually was thinking about this and how tricky it would be for somebody... Uh, with MS to play the journey of MS in a film because yeah. the way that the symptoms sort of present and how up and down it can be, which we'll go into. Yeah, that's uh, true. yeah, this is probably one film where you almost can't
0: blame uh, the producers for for going that route. I mean, yes and no. It's a, it's all about, <clears throat> it's compromise in the end. So if if a filmmaker wants to take that compromise it's possible but yeah you're right it's it's very difficult fatigue's a huge factor yeah and we'll go into more of that later on should we go into a little bit of what ms is just off the top of the bat yeah yeah ms is a uh demyelinating um audio autoimmune degenerative disorder Uh, and what that means is in the central nervous system there's nerves that are wrapped by myelin sheets and it's essentially and they actually um um talk about it in the film the doctor describes MS pretty well and says it's yeah like ca- cabling without the rubber insulation without that rubber insulation you know if it you know it's just not Conductive, yeah. Or whatever, so it you know? basically
1: helps to, I suppose, propagate or speed the the nerve signal. Um, and then obviously, if the damage is big enough, sometimes the signal just won't make it to its destination.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's realistically depending on the degradation of the you know spinal cord because it is it affects the spinal cord, the brain, and the eyes as well. The eye stem, I forget optic nerve. Sorry, um. So all those things can be affected, which essentially means that any kind of musculo or sensory disruption can happen. Yes, literally, it's so variable in terms of the you know, the the broadness of what what can happen. You can. Some people will lose their sight. Some people will have alterations in their sight. Some people will lose their feeling in their left hand. Some piece of people will lo- lose the ability to move their right foot. Like, it's just so um, up in the air.
1: Yeah, there's a line in the movie that, like, sort of puts that into perspective very quickly, and that is we have no idea what will happen, and we have no idea when it will happen. It's what the doctor says to Ramon uh, yeah. when he's initially being given his diagnosis, and that. Is uh, that typifies MS I think yep. in any instance
0: you really have no idea how it will come about um, and there, there is a very um, interesting way that it's described in the movie as well and this is jumping ahead a little bit but seeing as we're on the topic it's, it's described as a is this a many phase disease is this what you're getting at no no there's like the guy in the treatment room and the main guy says every time that my foot itches or something I'm afraid my heart's going to stop so it's just like tiny little things like that just could be the end, you know? And there's also another one. He points out how, how just like insidious the disease is. Like it, it just looms over you like a shadow. Um, and you, one day you might think you're getting better and everything's all right, but the the disease is still there. It's still, it's always there. It's sitting and waiting. So even this having that, you couldn't imagine the mental strain that would put yeah, on the someone. anguish that that would have yeah, yeah not knowing yes i guess some common effects to the body uh are, so i said before uh, motor and sensory disturbances uh visual disturbances uh, fatigue is a huge thing as well any kind of neuro uh, psychological changes as well some people's personality can change a bit um and thermosensitivity are like the big ones so not being able to regulate your own here. Very heat, well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll
1: touch on that throughout yes. the rest of the podcast as well because yeah, that yeah. will obviously play a, a big part big in part. What, what we think of uh, or where the film goes. Yeah. It's also worth uh, mentioning that MS, it, it had there are different types of MS. Mm. So there are four types. So there is a primary progressive, uh, which is essentially just an upward slope of symptoms. There's relapse remitting, uh, which is sort of you'll have
0: these peaks where the... So your relapse. So I'd like to think of it like a downward slope, actually. I know all the graphs seem to go up, but in terms of your function. So your function, you'll have a big drop in your function and then you'll get... So that's the relapse and then it'll yeah. remit up, but not up to the place where it relapsed from. You know, it'll get halfway up the you know the, the, the relapse and then plateau out again. And then all of a sudden, relapse and then come up and then plateau out again. So it, that's kind of, and that's the most common one as well, about 90% of people.
1: Yeah, and that. I don't I don't actually know if I, it's ever said in the film, but based on how the film sort of plays out, I assume that relapse remitting is the I think it is, time. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is also secondary progressive, which is, I suppose, the merging of those two things yep. where you basically start relapse remitting and then eventually uh, there is just like this continued uh, degradation, I suppose, of function. Yeah. Uh, and then finally there is Progressive, progressive relapsing. Progressive relapsing. Yeah, and so yeah.
0: progressive is your... So you were talking about how we relapse and then we come back up and then plateau. With progressive relapsing, you relapse, you come back up and then you steadily keeps declining and then you relapse again. So that's the rarest and probably the most severe severe case, I guess. Or yeah, type, I mean, I regardless
1: of the... I mean, we, I was about to say the symptoms are the same, but that's not true. We just said how variable the symptoms are the possible um, symptoms are the yes, same. Yes, but the possible symptoms are exactly yeah. the same. The way that they typify is essentially how they uh, progress with respect to uh, breaking down the body or, or degrading physical function yeah, yeah, or yeah. sensory function, yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: When, uh, in the movie as well, the the big thing that I noticed is that it kind of went through these stages. Like he would kind of lose his fine motor at the start. Then he would have some visual disturbances like blurry vision and things like that. Uh, then he would... He talked about how he woke up and he couldn't taste normally. Yeah. You know, and that was a sign of that relapse. Uh, and then it kind of moved on to more larger muscles that he couldn't innovate properly. But as as time goes on through the movie.
1: Yeah, we've obviously watched a few films now that uh, obviously like disability is almost its own theme in a lot of these films and i'm starting to see a theme in the way that these films are sort of like played out and usually the first you know sometimes it's very quick with the way that a movie introduces a disability and tries to like showcase what the disability is and, and how it presents mm. but i actually thought that this film did a really good job of showing the continued progression of MS, but also the stages of how it sort of initially comes to be and then starts to basically manifest in, in the body. I mean, they even go through the diagnosis, like you said, when the doctor speaks in the film to Ramon and she explains it. Hmm. Yeah, that information is, is like it's easy to take in. Yeah, And then going through the, the diagnosis, like you see Ramon go for an MRI, which is where they would be looking for... Uh, like lesions, neural Scar, lesions, scarring. yes, yep. uh, which is essentially the breakdown of those myelin sheets that Harry was talking about earlier. I actually didn't know. There's a right after that you see, I think Ramon with like these like goggles on. I yeah. had to look this up to find out what this uh, what this was. Did you? Is it like a sensory deprivation thing? Yeah, it's called a, an evoked potential test. So it measures the speed of neural messages. So I think it's sensory input. So I yep. think it's sort of like maybe there'll be some sort of like trigger or yeah cue like or a stimuli whether yep. it be something down in the lower end of the body or through your eyes and yep. then they measure how long it takes for you to respond to that so ah, okay. when i looked at that i was just like what is this piece of equipment yeah. but <laughs> that was really cool and then i was like goggles cool <laughs> yeah swimming <laughs> yeah. already training there was the spinal fluid what i thought was an injection but it more likely is actually like taking out some of the spinal fluid to uh measure for like antibodies and testing and stuff like that yeah, yeah okay. to see whether or not there are like these biomarkers that yeah. are i suppose typical of ms
0: because this is all in the initial stages yeah as well. so this goes yeah. through yeah like yeah. sort of
1: at the start of the film but yeah. in looking at that evoke potential test and what was going on with the, the spinal um, fluid i realized that there's the way that MS is diagnosed is essentially through, like, differential diagnosis. They essentially try and rule out other conditions. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, from yeah. what I read, there isn't necessarily, like, a marker that determines whether or not somebody has MS. So, there's no
0: levels in the blood. There's no... I mean, you will have scarring on your brain, but that a lot of people can have scarring on their brain or small lesions and scarring in the brain and that doesn't mean they have ms well so there are
1: antibodies that break down the myelin sheath okay. so i
0: think that that's what they look for in that spinal fluid right okay but
1: outside of that yeah i think initially they're just trying to rule out other things yep. uh, okay, so i thought yeah. that was interesting i didn't know that that's uh
0: the process yeah yeah it's always interesting to see those little things especially the the uh, sensory tests and things like that similar with spinal cord injuries with the tactile testing and everything and sharp and soft touch and everything. It's always very interesting to see how they actually classify and diagnose someone. So, yeah, they, I guess they did a pretty good job of that in this film.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, they say right at the back of that that like according to your report or the doctor says to remain like according to your report you shouldn't be able to walk, which like, obviously, I was thinking, I was like, well, I wonder what they see in that report. Because we're not GPs, so we, yeah. it's not necessarily our job to understand right off the bat what she means by that. I mean, I was sort of thinking, is, is she looking at neural lesions or is she looking at the biomarkers?
0: Like, I have no idea. In, in, I <laughs> in my experience, I think it has to have something to do with the actual. Because, essentially, you have a nice, smooth, beautiful sheath around a nerve. Uh, and then, when there 's degradation of that nerve there 's holes and strips and cuts and transverse pull offs and everything like that that happen to the myelin sheath uh, If there is no myelin sheath below a certain level there 's nowhere for the uh, message can get conducted down, then theoretically you shouldn 't be able to send a message down and pass that lesion. So maybe you had like a very severe area like he's say a lumbar region where he had a lot of demyelination and they were like, yeah, gotcha. usually if in this situation, you people can't walk. So I think, yeah. in, I think that might be my guess. So but spot on to me. I'm going to give you hundred percent back there. Oh yeah. So they also talked about how they're like, okay, we've got to get you in for injections straight away. So injections are a thing of the past kind of. So they're, they're, Recently, there's been. Can I cut you off for
1: a second yeah, yeah, yeah. before you go in? Because I know these. I remember even when I was doing prac, which was actually at your work, mm. and there was a client with MS. Yep. And there was like a word that she used. It was like a, it was like a jungle juice, sort of like. Maybe like... Cocktail or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like, like that for this medication that they were using. Is this, is this part oh, of the wow. injection or is that something completely different? Because she was talking about how like yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, day yeah. that's something that they were...
0: I think that it was definitely part of a treatment. I think the treatment was purely injections back in the day. Gotcha. Um, or just like in say in the last 10 years or something. But in the last few years, a lot of it's now been able to take just tablets. You can take tablets so you don't have to inject yourself every day he actually his body rejects the first phase of injections because he goes back out um i'm pretty sure he's that where he tries to walk across the road and he literally just stops and he forgets how to walk across the road i don't know how because it's so variable i'm gonna have to agree with it but i don't know how accurate that would be in terms of if you're just forgetting how to walk in the middle momentarily yeah yeah like unless he was just trying to soldier through it or whatever. and um, But if you forget how to walk a lot of the time, you'll forget how to stand as well. And that's there's one big gripe I have with the movie, um, would be not talking about falling very much at all. There aren't any falls in the movie. There's one in the triathlon. Uh,
1: yeah, there's but one. I mean, like, people fall over in triathlons all, all the, the time. time. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, but it's, you know, it's a factor in the movie that, so many people do die from falls every year. It's the leading cause of death in elderly people. It's a leading cause. Of, I think it's the leading cause of death, period. Is falling breaking your hip? Yeah, I think once you
1: fracture, uh, like a f- fracture your hip. I don't know if it's the hip specifically, but I think I th- once you get over the age of like, si- I'm throwing the stat out there. Yeah. I'm like half right in some way, <laughs> but over a certain age, once you fracture, your life expectancy goes to within 12 months. Yes, uh, yeah. it's yeah,
0: it's, it's very really scary. significant. And yeah, it's, it's a very serious. Like, my grandfather is 91 years old. And you know he's still climbing up on chairs and ladders and stuff. I think he slowed down a little bit, but it's always very scary to think that you know he's, he's just confident about his hips. Is what oh you're saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has These sturdy old things, no issues. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around, he's shimmying up a tree or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know that's just, that's just him. That's just him. That's what he does. Um, but you yeah, know it's the the movie rarely touches on the fact that he he's not falling. He's just kind of getting stuck in these positions and maybe that's or
1: he's on the ground that he can't get up that's the other way yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah, later on in the movie yeah yeah yeah.
0: that was something to definitely touch on and i'll I'll bring it back up at the end but it's it's important to know that falls are a huge part especially confidence because if you fall over you know the people that i've worked with in the past the amount of times that i've had people call me up and say harry i can't come in today i had a fall yesterday and like my whole thigh is bruised and I can't walk properly anymore. As soon as they can't walk properly because of that huge bruise, they're being more sedentary and then the tumbling effect starts to happen and then that you won't see them for th- 2 months and then they, you know, they get back and they're just so the condition has worsened by a good amount already. So it's the falls man, the falls need to be a little bit more to the forefront. And I know he's relatively young, he's 35 in the movie but it's still, he's a tall man, you know, it's a long way to go down, you know, so, yeah. A tall man with big ambitions. <laughs> like yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, like he's... You're damn right, yeah. Yeah,
1: if you wanted to fall, like, he's sort of going about it the right way, I guess, in terms of starting that training off.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also noticed when they went to the hospital and he's getting introduced to the treatment rooms and they have all the... Tilt tables and standing frames and hoists.
1: Yeah, and there's like a plethora of like as he's. It looks like there's almost two rooms. Like the first room that you walk through, and there's like an amputine When I first saw like there was like the amputine, I was like, "Whoa!" Mm. And then obviously like he continues through, and there's like this other smaller room with yeah, the,
0: the rehab section or whatever. Yeah. And they had a um, like a rewalk or a, a, a like a mechanized treadmill walking machine. So you kind of strap yourself into these things hit go and the legs mechanically walk at the speed of the treadmill so you get all that good weight down through your bones and you're trying to you know teach yourself to initiate those steps again take the weight through your legs and everything that comes with gait training so yeah it was cool to see that they actually kind of showcased what some of those machines and bits of technology look like.
1: Yeah, they kind of have all the, the gizmos and gadgets set. Like, everything that yeah. you might expect to see was sort of showcased in that uh, room. So, yeah. I wonder if they went into a...
0: Definitely, I think they Yeah, did. yeah went to a, a local... a local, It's um, called Method Acting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> method Producing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, no, actually, something you were talking about before as well, which is... The way that, like, you don't really forget how to walk in the middle of the street. And that sort of does come up in the film where like, I think he's going to pick up a mug in front of his, uh like, his father-in-law. And he's yep. explaining that he's essentially got to tell his arm to move to then tell his fingers to grip grasp, to man. then pick up the mug. And the father-in-law, who at this stage, they don't have, like, the greatest of relationships. And it's just like, why don't you just tell your brain to pick up the mug? Yeah. So, it,
0: it's it, it goes a long way to help you understand that... People don't understand about the disease. And and this movie essentially is... It, I, and I think they did a really good job. It's a tribute to help you understand what the disease is and how it can affect you in your personal and your professional life as well, I think. So, yeah, they did a... Re- I, I think out of all the movies that we have done, I think this movie actually, actually did the best job at really pinning or... Trying to showcase that understanding about something is the important thing. So if you, if everyone on this planet was to watch that movie, we'd all have a better understanding of someone with multiple sclerosis. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that's all said. Mm. I think they kind of make a they make a point of sort of um, talking about that at the end of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: In terms of th- it's dedicated to that pr- particular principle <coughs> and stuff. Yeah, and it's actually. Um, it's actually a true story. Yeah. Yeah. So, right at the end... So, you don't know the whole time, and then right at the end, it's it starts showing glimpses of actual footage of the of Ramon and uh, Inmar, and the father's name is M- um, Ma- Manolo. Manolo. He's a great character, by the way, yeah. And, yeah, acted yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, he actually was great. Yeah, so it's a true story as well, which is greatly impactful as well, because... You don't know until the very end. And then you start thinking back. You're like, wow. Well, I knew it
1: was a true story, but only because I guess we'd looked it up previously or maybe I'd looked it up
0: previously. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's behind on their (laughs) homework. Yeah. No, but
1: like, uh, that's interesting. We both would have had two different perspectives. because yeah. the whole time I'm sitting there, being like, oh, "This is pretty crazy." This yeah, is right. gonna happened down, and yeah, then my, my reckon- right? <laughs> then you my get blown away, like the curtain get pulled <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> "True." Oh my god. <gasps> yeah. So as he he's moving through his progression of, of the disease, he's also moving through his training with his uh, father-in-law. His father-in-law used to be a PE teacher and um, starts training him on how to, you know, become fit enough for uh, Iron Man.
1: very Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. That's my mind, yeah.
0: There's some wax on, wax off going on. Definitely, and I love it. But (laughs) I
1: was, I actually made a note of this where, I mean, it's initially like his training starts like in gardening, Um, but there is so much like specificity around what you might do while gardening in terms of like trying to build up your physical capacity because I think they show him like uh, scattering seeds which Mm. is like a very fine motor skill Um, so that in itself would be really important for somebody Mm -hmm. who's like obviously losing that sensory innovation or that physical innovation Mm -hmm. then there's like Using the pickaxe, which yep. is a much larger movement or like a gross motor skill, mm-hmm. which again, super applicable. I think he does like a blind touch test at some point, like putting his hands into the and bags rice, and stuff.
0: flour and stuff, and he's trying to guess the yeah. sensory. And yeah. there's the
1: touching moment, I think we won't spoil that for you, but there's yeah, like yeah. A, a nice moment in that
0: It's that um, It's funny coming from yourself saying, you know, that type of training method actually has a place in someone's, I guess rehabilitation in a way because you're right there are a lot of movements there's a lot of uh, things that he's doing right at the start that is super applicable yeah. to being able to function it's it's activities of daily living is what he's <coughs> working on and he's. I guess he's just trying to build up that base strength and try and get to a level again where perhaps then he can focus more on the running because he wasn't running at this point no yeah definitely wasn't on a bike or swimming either so
1: yeah. Well, obviously, like, we look at it uh, from the perspective of being an EP. Yep. So, we are pretty, like, exercise-specific mm. when we can be. Um, and and
0: we're, we're huge on specificity. Yeah. But it's funny, because I agree with you that even him toiling away on the Mr. Miyagi stuff in the backyard, in my eyes, I'm thinking, it's, it's good, it's still good, you know? Like, if you wanted to... Our ha- point is, The Karate Kid was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still can't do that kick properly. Though. <laughs> um, but, you know, those those little things, it's better than not doing anything. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And, you know, you can pay heaps of money and pay someone to formulate a, a, spe- a specific program for you, which, you know what, probably would be a little bit better. But as long as you commit to something, as long as, long as you commit to being active, and moving as much as you possibly can in that situation, yeah, it's all gravy. You yeah, know? you're providing
1: yourself benefit, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. I want to I wanna touch back on the... Because um, we, we sort of moved on. Mm. It's probably my fault for moving on the conversation <laughs> anyway. But when you were talking about the medications and whatnot, because there's a, uh, a point made later in the film where... <clears throat> I think she says, like, the doctor's like, uh, have there been any warnings lately? Um, And he says, no. And then she says, that's good. That means that the drugs are working. Um, And then when he eventually has a relapse, they immediately change the medications. Now, I didn't know anything about how this works, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot Mm -hmm. here, but do you know of, like, that is a warning, something that you've ever sort of, like, uh, come across in your
0: work? A warning? Yeah, Yeah. 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 So, from my experiences... People have reported to me that they know that there's one coming, so Damn. they can feel. You know, it's a internal, intrinsic feeling. You notice. You know, it could be tingling in your foot or something like that. But there's a also an internal feeling that obviously I can't describe to you because I've never felt it. And trying to get the information out of people is, I think, it's very hard for them to describe themselves. But it's like a run down fatiguing type feeling and you have that en- enough times in a row if you've relapsed three four times if you feel that you're straight away gonna okay it's happening again
1: i wonder then if or i wonder if you know the answer or if anybody listening knows the answer mm. if you get uh, enough awareness about your own condition to recognize a warning and obviously in the film at least they respond by changing medications once mm. he has a relapse. Mm. I wonder if changing medications at the first warning.
0: Do you know of that? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, I don't, wonder. I think... Have I just <laughs> solved? I think we're on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't... I feel as though the injections, you know, that particular injection or whatever is already kind of in your system and... If you're going to relapse, you're going to relapse. I could be 100% <laughs> wrong, though. So, But, yeah, that's a very good question. Maybe. Maybe, man. Um, another thing to point out, actually, that isn't really touched on the movie is MS is predominantly female affected. So, the vast majority of people with MS are young females from um, onset at the age of around, like, 19 to 25 or something like that. Um, and there's, not, there's one woman in the whole movie with MS. And there's a few different male oh, characters. Yeah, I yeah so I thought that, that yeah. was kind of I thought that was kind of funny that you know Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You know, give the girls a go. You know, <laughs> put them on the screen. And but yeah, it's it just there's definitely not touched on, and you know, definitely it's a possibility that his little area where he is is predominantly men with it. But yeah, it's just not touched on.
1: Yeah, true. I didn't. I didn't know that either. Mm. That's pretty interesting. Um, I said that we would come back to this. Uh, And that is like the heat effect or the way or how important body temperature regulation is to somebody with MS. Yeah. And this is only like uh, amplified when it comes to somebody having the ambitions of running a marathon because anybody that exercises, obviously there is a change in internal temperature or not necessarily a change but a a response internally to try and maintain internal body temperature. It's why we... uh, uh, sweat. I was about to say stress.
0: <laughs> yeah, if we're from, like if you're from Queensland
1: right. and like we're quick to sweat. Oh yeah. Um, it's annoying, but it actually is a sign of like positive adaptation that mm-hmm. we have responded to the environment that we live yep. in, and we can sweat more quickly to yep. help moderate our body temperatures. Yep. Harry said earlier in th- in the podcast that. Uh, you know, depending on which area of the brain is affected by your MS, you might actually lose the ability, or you will at least, uh, or you may just diminish the ability to regulate your own body temperature. Hundred percent, yeah. And that's without external factors. Mm-hmm. So you might just be sitting in a slightly hot
0: room, yeah. and that could be the difference between, yeah. um, you know, well, exacerbating y- y- You're just kind of slowly <laughs> climbing up in heat. You know, it's. Um, training someone with MS is and it's not really touched on in the movie at all but it's super it's like walking a tightrope yeah because fatigue temperature control uh and yeah fatigue and temperature c- control are the big ones like they're not really mentioned or oh, in risk of falls they're not really mentioned all that much in the movie in terms of the training that he's doing he's just kind of doing the traditional like i'm running i'm running now before i was walking but now i'm kind of half jogging and now i'm running Um, i mean it
1: does look like they're in like a
0: cold environment in terms of where they're set yeah 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 true
1: but even then there are like definitely moments where he's like sweating quite profusely it's Um, it's
0: bad like uh, uh, in my experiences having someone in a session with me like has to have icy cold water with them and fans cranked gotcha and and it's you know, the fan could be cranking and they're pedaling and they're pedaling, pedaling, drinking water, pedaling, 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 And then they can still kind of, they can still overheat, but it's that that fine, fine line between how much can you get out of them without then triggering the fatigue response. Because yeah. fatigue management's huge because then they go home and they're just completely wiped for the entire day. And you've just you've taken that day away from that person. Yeah, that's person. a
1: good point. It is the way that the heat affects somebody with MS is, I suppose, temporary. It's still not ideal. It's not like, well, it's only temporary, so let's just do it yeah. anyway. Um, it it's significant. It, what it actually does is, I think, is it it further slows down the conduction of those. Uh, nerve signals right so
0: that's right so it seems as though they're having another relapse sometimes it's like a temporary relapse Relapse, and a lot of people get scared to exercise because they that that feeling might be that we were talking about before that might start creeping in again after you know you exercise a little bit too hard and then people go whoa 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 whoa. I'm relapsing because I'm exercising (laughs) but the fact being after thousands of uh, say like around I think just over a thousand studies now on ms and exercise since the 1980s zero of those uh, articles have mentioned any negative effects on the progression of ms or positive effects like it it doesn't it doesn't affect the progression anything, yeah. of the disease whatsoever so it's like you're working within those remitting plateauing type areas for Ramon say so there's always kind of like gates of time that you can work with sometimes the relapses happen you can have what she say you know 20 in a year or you can have, yeah, one, I think every says you can have one
1: in 10 years, years or, or 10 or in 10, one, one year yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: so you gotta you never know when it's coming and it's always waiting and lurking i guess as the you know that character said but um you gotta pick those moments right make sure you're controlling the temperature and keeping it as low as possible that's why hit training is really good so you can Pump. You can get them working hard, 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 to get the heart rate up and then just sit down, ice them up, icy water, fan on and just blast them with cool and then get back into get it, it and into start it again. again. Yeah. So it's like a, re, a cycling uh, method. Uh, and then fatigue then, you have to really kind of know the person, start relatively conservatively because you don't know what you're in for and then slowly just not shut up until one day, you know, they'll come back to you and say, I was pretty exhausted last time. That's when you go back in your notes, find out exactly the volume of training you did, and then just knock that back a little bit, and then see if that works. And then if that's good for the next little while, you then ratchet it up a tiny bit more, and it's just like a balance. It's literally like a balancing act where you're getting reports from the person saying too much or no, I'm good, and you're just slowly, you know turning it up so it's 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 a nice breakdown that was good (laughs) it's it's an interesting way to train as well because it makes it so specific to the your delivery so because you could people can work hard at doing a particular exercise so you have to be very in in like clued on to how hard they're working while they're doing that sit to stand if you know what i mean you know if they're holding it longer if they're you know time under tension is a bit more um, or if they're you know, pushing through with a lot of power, all these little factors will add up to the overall total. And if you go over the fatigue line, then you've got to reassess. So it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting to work with. It's also very difficult to work with. I was going to
1: say, it's also probably like a, a condition where trust from yes. practitioner to client and client to practitioner Huge. is so important because yeah. like part of our job is progressive overload and like, you know, trying to, I suppose, take the next step in training. But as Harry just said, um, you can you can make a lot of errors with that or you can essentially take a step too far very quickly. Oh. Um, and, and understanding your client and the client understanding themselves and yep. then, yeah, trying to tiptoe that line, mm-hmm. it's important.
0: Well, it, uh, MS overtraining definitely is a thing and with a disability and a lot of people that we work with it's relatively hard to overtrain because of are innovation to those muscles like they don't have the all the muscle groups to use to then overtrain i guess in a way but ms is one that you've actually got to be very careful on overtraining someone more than any other condition Really, I think.
1: Yeah, well, when you talk about overtraining in general, that's, that's just me, like, least. you know, the sustained engagement of a muscle group over and over again to the point where the muscle starts to really break down. Exactly. Whereas yeah. in MS, we're talking about something that's acute. Um, So yeah. we talk about what is essentially like a one session, one session's worth of
0: overtraining that has that effect immediately. Yes, yeah, exactly. And in terms of uh, fatigue management, it's also really important to note that it's mental fatigue is huge for MS. So, pardon me, it's not just the physically wearing someone out it's you can mentally if you make the task with a lot of variables, you can wear that person out way sooner. Have
1: you ever paired like a physical exercise with uh something cognitive? yep,
0: yeah, yeah for sure. so um reaction tests and things like that uh like even asking quiz questions when they sit down and then get back up and do the exercise again so it's just like a rolling they're not just sitting there with no stimulus it's like you're adding more on top of it i wouldn't really do that with ms a whole lot because they need that shut off they need the brain to turn off because the general anxiety and stress levels when you do have ms way higher than the atypical person so it's it's really important to regulate just what your getting at them. So it makes it even harder again because it's a physical thing because you're working on those those physical components, but then you also got to think just how you know, how much the brain is working in those sessions as well. It's huge for MS to like turn your, your don't watch TV whatever. Meditation actually is apparently very beneficial to someone with MS in terms of regulating their fatigue because it just shuts everything off and helps those anxiety levels come down so they can actually be at a peaceful state. You know, watching TV and stuff, they're still heightened, you know? It's just like no TVs, no phones, no computers, nothing like that. No stimulus, just, you know, silence and, you know, I guess that's why meditation is so good. Mm. Yeah.
1: True. Mm. Well, there you go, I guess another huge consideration to make, yeah, 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 exactly
0: you don't really you don't think about it all that much until it's right in front of you, right in front of you, and that person is just so fatigued, and you're thinking, how did this even happen?" It's
1: well, again, it's probably another thing they don't really see in the film as well, where like he trains physically hard. I mean, oh, you yeah. say, like the end goal He's is to for an Ironman, you know? Yeah. Like it's full on. And you don't really see a lot, I guess, of the mental fatigue. In fact, I don't think no. it's ever really shown at all. There's obviously like an emotional, um, f- uh, I suppose, factor. That is brought about in the film. But yeah, that that mental weariness or that mental fatigue is, I don't think, I don't yeah. remember a scene where it ever comes up. No, no. As at you all. talk about it, it's it's quite prominent. Yeah, and yeah. And you do see it in clients that like, oh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, know, yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. how to explain it other than like, oh. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly right. You're on it. That's exactly right. It's, it's someone's, it's just like a overwhelming thing, you know, in, from what I understand. It's just, So much to deal with, you know, and to you, it just might look like you're asking them to, you know, do five of those and three of those, but it's just so much for them to actually think about because the process is different. Like we were talking about before, it's not just reaching for the mug and picking it up. It's telling the arm to extend. It's telling the fingers to grip on and then hold on while you flex back and towards your face all those little factors thinking about breaking down all the moves that you do in a session it's super mentally challenging then again so it's there's a lot of considerations when it comes to actually training someone with ms and it's you you have to do your due diligence before kind of getting in the ring with someone i guess
1: yeah i think also in the film as well the progression of his condition at least in how it's portrayed throughout the film, is quite quick. You you do see people yeah. with MS where, of course, there is like the the symptoms that will come about if you overwork somebody and whatnot. But you know if you meet them for four minutes on a good day, you'd never pick it. You'd never know about it. Yeah, um, um, and I mean, that again, it's a, it's a testament to how variable the condition is. Exactly right. Yeah. So and there are moments in this film, I think, where you would think that he's quite like he's running with good technique. Obviously, he's acting, but yeah. it's a true story. So yeah. we can't pull dust on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it's true. true. I mean, yeah.
0: the he did the trial for him. We know that much, you know. So it's just the way that he's running is that the way he was running, you know, or is it different disturbances in his gait and things like that? But yeah, you're right. It's a... They did a really good job because the... Oh, getting to the title of the movie as well, so 100 metres because the doctor mentioned at the start, you know, you're not going to be able to walk 100 meters in a year. Then all the, um, that was the emotional trigger that went, I have to be an Iron Man for my son. I'm going to, you know, there's no way I'm not going to walk 100 meters. So every day he starts just walking 100 meters. He's got to do, he's 100 meters in the day. So yeah, it was, it was, Great. That was a great little trigger, I guess. I thought I thought at the start that I missed it somewhere down the line. I thought they were talking about that was like a Spanish. activity like guidelines it's like make sure you do your 100 (laughs) meters and you're like see you know and 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 in in our and i was like in australia it's 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week (laughs) and i'm like they just do 700 meters in a week you know not all that much (laughs) but i came back around but uh, no it was that was a cool little um cool way to do that i guess for the emotional drive i guess to be an Iron Man,
1: yeah, mm. yeah, and the fact that it's obviously a true story is, yeah, I suppose that, that that must that could have very easily been the real life trigger. I'm sure it was in terms of how he was motivated. I mean, being motivated to run an Iron Man in general uh, is extremely difficult. Doing it with MS um, and dealing with relapses is obviously more difficult. And even in the film, without giving too much away, like he obviously like there is this part of the film where he's progressing nicely, and you're like, this is gonna happen and then you you get a reality check where he has uh an eventual sort of relapse uh which takes him almost back to square one i guess
0: well that's just the nature of the disease as well it's just so you never really know what you're in for and i think that's what really challenges people it's just what's if i have ms what's going to happen to me you know it's you can't exactly rely on what's happening to the person next to you so
1: Yeah, well, even in the film, I don't think he, like, they they almost sort of, like, hint that he doesn't quite understand his own condition right at the start. I think there's a line where he's like, I'll never feel better than this for the rest of my life, which obviously, and that's, like, he's talking about his physical function at that point in time, Mm. um, which isn't true. Because he does eventually go through a remission. Uh, He has multiple remissions, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And his function improves. But yeah, that's, uh, you know, understanding your own condition. I think at that point in the film, he obviously doesn't. And then it
0: goes to show that
1: you're very capable of things depending on how the condition wants to mess with you. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was lucky in a sense. I think he had three years without a relapse, which is pretty good. And in those spaces of times, he was doing all that intense training that really pumped his function up and then of course right at the end the movie says you know he did have a relapse eventually but the movie's not about this it's about this movie's dedicated to helping us understand what ms is and you know how it affects people's lives because he also essentially tells his work I think he's in sales or something like that. Yeah, and, exactly. and he's
1: like a marketing guru, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And essentially, the boss goes, "You know, I'm sorry, but if you can run, you can work." Yeah, if you run, if you can, yeah, if you can run, you can work. And you know, I'm not going to fire uh, he you. He
1: low key to be fired. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, give me my severance.
0: Yep, I have MS. Yeah, <laughs> let me move on. It's tough enough for me already, and yeah. the boss is just like, "No, nah, if you can run, you can work. If you want to quit." you know so but that that boss doesn't understand what MS is Not truly right. like if you did you'd have to have you'd have to at least think about your answer before just saying it to someone like that so you know it's because it is a degenerative condition and you know yeah yeah hmm. but,
1: yeah that's pretty well that's pretty well wrapped up I think yeah
0: as I said before I think they did a really good job of helping us understand MS and the factors that go into not exactly training because there are a few things they miss in terms of heat sensitivity, fatigue, lack of uh, risk of falls, um, but definitely the real life kind of um, hardships that you take and also the progression of the actual disease itself was explained and portrayed pretty well, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't really have anything else to say other than there was something in my eye at the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> Man, that's a huge thing though, because it's the whole thing is like, Oh, my hands a bit itchy. And then you're like, Oh no, is this it? You know, am I going, you, you know. but it's, it's a huge thing because that's what, if when you have MS, it's like that all the time, it's, Oh shit. You know, I've got a, my, my nose has been running for two days. Am I going to have a relapse? Is it, is, am I going to lose all this function? But, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to laugh about now, but it's definitely something that is always on the, to- the top of the, someone's thought process. And that's why anxiety is so high in the population. And that's why there's a lot of other issues that come along with it. But, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. It was a good movie. And, um, yeah, if you like subtitles and reading. And And Spaniards. And Spaniards. <laughs> Definitely recommend to go check it out if you are interested in learning a little bit more about multiple sclerosis. Yeah, actually that's if if you wanted to learn about
1: a condition through film, this mm. would be a, a great film to great do film. that. Yeah. One
0: hundred meters uh and they spell it the wrong way with ERS at the end. Dude,
1: that I was putting my <laughs> notes down and I put it the wrong way and then I got the red line. I was like, you bastard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us everyone. You know, it's it's always a, a great experience sitting down and talking about these things uh with you uh if you want to join in the conversation please drop a comment uh give us a bell uh likes on instagram all that good stuff and uh yeah we'll catch you later
1: yeah that he's been harry
0: and uh, and he's been aj (laughs) and (laughs) we are be physiology
1: what's up all right thanks guys you're listening to be real series one of the unaware podcast
0: i feel like i'm more aware now (laughs)